Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Christy, we're going to hold it together. We're going to hold it together. I know. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I got to go for some fantastic gravel rides over the weekend. I saw your stories. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of love it out here. Good. Well, I mean, that's kind of why you moved and that's important if you love it out there. So kudos to you. Yeah. I met, I've met, well, one woman I knew a little bit through the feisty who produces our podcast. She does some work on the triathlon side we had never met and that she actually used to do the quality control for our podcast after Taylor left. And that's how she decided to get a gravel bike when she moved because oh, nice. she was listening to the podcast. Oh, and then another woman in the group that actually used to work for Ironman. And like, now she is wanting to do more adventure stuff. And so they both moved out here. And so we're like instant friends. Nice. Um, so we went riding Saturday and we stopped at Starbucks like three miles before the end of the ride. And we're there for over an hour. That's <laughs> awesome. Walking. It was so fun. Um, and then I think I did the most beautiful ride I've ever done on Sunday, which I know is just like people that live here are probably like, that's not the most beautiful ride you'll ever do. <laughs> but it was like this rail trail that was all gravel that went, um, from this lake 18 miles up to this snow call me tunnel yeah um and I've mentioned that I'm not that great in that great of a shape from all the moving and stuff right so it was 18 miles at a one to two percent grade but the entire way which I felt great going out I was like it's awesome I'm gonna keep going and I got to the tunnel and they were like it's cold in there and I was like no, I'm not gonna keep going <laughs> it was a two mile tunnel um and I turned around and hit like a major headwind coming back <laughs> So I got out of the car when I got back and I was like, oh my gosh, my legs. <laughs> so they are um, trying to remember how to do it. They're trying to remember how to do it. Yeah. Um, and it was for you for going. That's awesome. Amazing. It's Good. great because when you find those trails, you know, like when you don't know an area and it's a beautiful out and back, you don't mind because you're like, well, an out and back sometimes is boring, but this is every turn is this gorgeous scenery. Yeah. And then um you know, you feel pretty safe because you're on a trail. Right. 
you know, you're not going to get lost, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. My sister-in-law was like, maybe you need to take like spray or something with you when you ride, like, you know, for people or something. And I was like, no, I'm fine. And then I was riding through the thing and I was like, "Mm, I wonder if there are like bears or cougars or mountain lions here. If anybody lives in Washington, let me know if those things are there. Cause I was like, maybe (laughs) I need to spray for that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, glad you got out. That's awesome. Um, you know, uh, just enjoying being back and getting settled in and we have lunar ride coming up this weekend. Of course, by the time we hear this, it'll have happened. Women's camp is gearing up. We're getting a lot of girls gone gravels ladies joining us, which is really fun to see. Excited about Um, that. Yeah. I'm excited. I I owe Amy an email. So Amy, if you're listening, I'm surely will have responded to you by now. (laughs) (laughs) By Tuesday. It's so if it's I have Tuesday, it, then it's the week before the podcast comes out that we're recording. Yeah. So you better ping me again if you haven't heard from me by the time you're hearing my voice. But um no, um things are good. So looking forward to our upcoming stuff we've got. We're gonna be I'm gonna be seeing you in Leadville and Steamboat. So that's gonna be I fun. Know. It's pretty exciting. We actually are partnering with Shammy Butter. So bring I my love shammy butter. So. <laughs> I was actually telling uh, Kara, who's the, the um, person that works with all their marketing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, shammy butter. Like, this is the thing that if people start writing and they're like, what's the one thing that'll make the biggest difference. I'm like, good shorts and shammy butter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you just don't realize until you need it. But I have a tube of shammy butter that I found when I moved. That was kind of like my backup backup tube you know, that you always have a little bit left in one tube, but you're like, just in case I forget my tube. I think that I got that tube in like 2011 and it still worked. It's still fine. And she's like, yeah, it never separates, but they have all kinds, like I was looking at their site and they have like a women's, um, yeah, they have their women that's pH, pH balanced. Men can use it too, but it is, you know, specifically for women. I'm very familiar with the shampoo butter lineup. And they had that fantastic bar <laughs> unbound that we Go had drink stick. Yeah, they um, took over the bar. Oh, oh yeah, when they took over Mulready's. Yes, I thought you meant their little stick that is a- No, no, the actual yeah, bar where you the bought The actual beer. bar, yeah. Yeah, they took over Mulready's uh, for their major activation at Unbound Gravel, which was super fun. Um, I love their slogan, get your butt in here. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <So> funny. <laughs> Yeah. And they just released some new kits, the keep it peachy kit, which is really cute. Um, I, it's like, I just, I love Shammy Butter. I love their, their team members. I love their activations and their product is legit. So yeah. um, it's fun that they're going to be sponsoring because it's easy to talk about a sponsor that, that you actually live by their product. Um, yeah. And I do. So, <laughs> and the other thing that I'm so excited about. Try they have a giant yellow and purple tricycle that you put samples in the front of and you put beer in the back of, and they may let us ride it around some. Yeah. I was like, Catherine, that's so 2019. <laughs> I'm super excited about it. No, it's great. So I'm hoping we get a yellow jumpsuit. Oh, to- she did say they had the jumpsuits. Good. Yeah. We could do a jumpsuit if we want. So, um, so we'll be uh, partnering with Shammy Better to bring lots of great interviews um, at Unbound. We already have no several. at SBT. No, nope, at SBT. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, at SBT. My brain went back to that bar at Unbound. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the bar, um, and uh, 
So I already have several arranged, but if, if somebody's coming, that's listening to this and you have a great story to share, we're not scary. We're, we're oh, like, we are not scary at all. Yeah. We are already your friend. Like, let us know. Let's do and we'll that. Be doing them at the, oh, and we've got another friend, <laughs> but we'll be doing them at the expo on Saturday. So you can just, uh, you can just slide into the, um, my gram into the DMs, or you can email Catherine at girlsgonegravel.com. And we'd love to get some more interviews with people in our community talking about what adventures you're doing. I'd love it. Yeah. We had a great interview today too. Oh my gosh. What a story. Um, and you know, not to give it away, but, um, it's, it's worth a listen. Uh, Chris Johnson joins us. Who's a former or is a tennis pro and manages seven States for Wilson. And her husband is Steve Johnson, who is former, um, us what is it yes cycling, yeah. cycling. he worked USA with the cycling. olympic committee with usa yeah. cycling like just and, and 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 chris shares a pretty emotional and personal story that i think is uh worth listening and, and hopefully some action comes out of that yeah i cried good. <laughs> well i'm excited for everybody to hear our interview with chris johnson christy do you know one thing that i'm really sick of what is that all the freaking trends and they're coming out in wellness like eat this, uh, avoid that i don't even yeah, know where to start I, yeah i don't know where to start i don't know who to trust yeah but we have a new sponsor that i'm pretty excited about have you have you yes. done your yeah i'm so stoked yeah so inside tracker is our new sponsor and they're gonna cut through all the noise and they're gonna analyze our blood dna lifestyle and fitness trackers and then we get personalized science-backed trackable action plans for how we should eat, age, we need that, and perform better. I know, I'm excited. It's The cool thing about it is it's, it's cheaper and it's way more convenient than the traditional blood tests. Um, they include biomarkers that are key to performance. So, so information that we're not getting from traditional blood tests. Um, and I think my favorite part is that they're not just going to give us the data, but they're providing us with nutrition and lifestyle tips to help us take action and cut through the noise. Yes. I love that. Cause I feel like whenever I go to the doctor and I get blood tests, I have no idea what to do with them. Right. Exactly. Yep. And I don't, they don't apply to like whatever I'm doing. Um, and the good news is because they are a sponsor of the podcast, all of you all get 25% off their entire store. You just go yes. to insidetracker.com slash girls gone gravel. Change is an inside job. Start on the inside. Every week, every week we're going to laugh when it says recording in progress and nobody else hears it. Nobody else hears it, but you guys need to know there's a weird voice that comes on at the beginning that says recording in progress. And it just I feels it. awkward. Did you hear it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess you would have heard it. Like a robot. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it doesn't record to the recording of the audio files. It just like has, I think it's a legal thing that everybody has to know they're being recorded, even though it says you're recording on the screen. Well, Chris, you're being recorded today. <laughs> Hopefully you know that. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's just kind of as a way to start the podcast. So, um, hi, Catherine. <laughs> How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm good. We're so excited to be joined by, um, actually, uh, well, actually we are actually excited to be joined by Chris Johnson, who, uh, was a reference, um, of, um, 
gosh, why did Nicola? your name go? Nicola, as soon as I started recording, I told you I'm bad with names. This is a start recording. Nicola um, said, you've got to have my friend Chris on. She has a phenomenal story. So we're so excited to have you join us today, Chris. Yeah. Welcome, Chris. Yes. Thank you so much. It's a tremendous opportunity and I really appreciate it. Well, I know our listeners can't see it, but your background looks beautiful. Can you tell us where you're coming to us from? Oh, uh, just my house. Uh, my office is in the house. So uh, yeah, it's comfy cozy. We, uh, Steve and I built this house, designed it, and we wanted anybody who ever comes here to feel like they're on vacation. Uh, and they do. So it, it's, uh, it's just cozy. It's do you have any, do you have any trouble with people staying too long? <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you, you name it. Um, in fact, the 20, the, uh, Nicholas team. And as I mentioned, Nicholas, a dear friend, uh, we had a training camp, uh, with her team here based here. We have bodies piled up. I have bunk beds downstairs. And, you know, honestly, the honor of having Chloe Digert, uh, Ali Leg, I mean, uh, all of these girls are so precious to me. And um, that those experiences of having them not just in our home, but being able to ride uh, the roads around here, and this is pre-gravel, uh, was one of the greatest joys. Um, and Nicola and I have become very, very close through many adventures like that. So it's been great. That's amazing. And, and where's home for you? Where is home? Uh, we are in Larkspur, Colorado which is on the front range of uh, Colorado in between, really it's in between the Air Force Academy, Colorado Springs and Denver. Uh, elevation where we live is right on uh, the uh, county line, but it's at 7,400 feet. Oh, so nice. it's called the Palmer Divide. So there's no easy way home. <laughs> you're gonna go up. <laughs> That's good up. training. Yeah, you're, you're going up. You're going up to get out. You're going, <laughs> it's a lot of climbing, but uh, we love it here. Absolutely love it here. Uh, the reason we ended up in Colorado was that uh, Steve uh, had an opportunity uh, to work for uh, the Olympic organization. And that is about, gosh, it's quite a few years ago. Let's see, 24 maybe as athletic director for USA Cycling. And then um, he you know, progress with that organization. And, and we had tremendous, uh, you know, he had tremendous success with USA Cycling. So that's why we came to Colorado. It's great. Nice. And you, you, you've got quite a cycling history yourself, right? Like, well, I do. Um, it's, it's the quick, the quick down and dirty is that he married a tennis pro. So I was a teaching pro um, originally. And then uh, Wilson Sporting Goods hired me to uh, be the sales manager for seven states, and uh, that was an awesome career. Um, so a phenomenal cyclist, married a tennis player, uh, but he turned her into a bike racer. And, and you guys will love this because he's also a PhD in exercise physiology, so he knows his stuff on fitness, okay? So uh, one day I, I realized we're riding literally all over the world. We'd go to the tour of California. We'd be at the tour of Utah. We went to multiple uh, tour de France and I'm riding my bike everywhere and loving every second of it. And um, so regarding the mix of my career, if I kept playing competitive tennis tournaments, I was gonna burn out on my job. So one day I said to him, mm. oh, I think you should turn me into a bike racer. 
And uh, you will love this because his reply was, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he goes, and no crying. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not kidding. And, uh, and then I learned what intervals are. I learned about having an actual training program where like it or not, that's what you're going to do on a certain day. This is your long day. This is your hard day. And uh, the next thing I knew, I found myself at start lines in competitive races and uh, loved meeting like-minded women. That was my, I, I always had like-minded women in tennis, but to discover like-minded women with these, you know, fierce competitive spirit, um, you discover it's all going to come down to the line of who's willing to suffer the most. Mm -hmm. You discover I loved your term on, uh, on your site, uh, feisty, right? I love that word. Um, and uh, yeah, I discovered a whole community of women and by golly, they were feisty. So then I got inspired to start a women's team because I'm just not a good loner. I love a community. And um, so as I would be at races, I would get into conversations and uh, with women and uh, then I was also able to come up with some amazing sponsors uh, one of the cutest stories is that we were at the tour of Utah finish line at Snowbird and there was this great tent and I loved the merchandising because that's my career and it was DNA cycling mm. so I the tent and, I, and I'm talking to this guy and um, I've got a USA Cycling shirt on. He goes, oh, you're with USA Cycling. I'm like, no, no, my name's Chris. I'm with Wilson, but my husband is. And he literally goes, wait, you're Chris with Wilson? I'm like, yes. He goes, well, you sponsor my kids. Nikki and Addie were no. yes, top tennis players. I'm like, are you Joe Sepulveda? He goes, yes. I'm like, oh, so you are, this is your company and that was dna cycling so we end up in this awesome powwow and that was the birth of i'm like i want to start a master's women's team and he's like i'm all i'm all in all in and not a it was probably only my goodness a year later uh i'm sitting with he and Catherine and alex and they're going to go full gas with a pro one two team so uh it's been a wonderful relationship so then I was able to, you know, pick and choose and put together a master's team. And I'm going to keep this part short on that. It's been a joy, but I will brag this in 2019, which is the last time there were master's uh, championships were in Colorado Springs. Our little team won the best all around racer category because uh, we just didn't miss a podium. It was really cool. So they are feisty no matter the age, no matter the age. Um, we go all the way up into the seventies with Martha Iverson, who's a, a legend from Durango. And wow. yeah, she's like our, our golden ticket. She is just still a stud. <laughs> she's um, like sweeping the podium. <laughs> I love it. I, I think there's something about cycling and I think it's cause it's not as hard on your body, but also maybe it's just some of the meditative things you get out of it and you can continuously push yourself harder as you age. Right. Where some sports seem to have like a little bit of a not expiration, but you just kind of peek out. And I know so many badass women cyclists in their fifties and sixties, and even in their seventies. Correct. Correct. And, and I, 
it's addictive. It's absolutely addictive. Um, but let's get to gravel. So let's. <laughs> well, I wait. I have one question for you. How how old do you have to be to be a master on our team? <laughs> Thirty five plus. What is it? Plus. Oh, you're in, Christy. I'm in. I'm in too. For that matter, we're in. Oh my God! I love. That. <laughs> I don't have a road bike though. I only have a gravel bike. So. Well, maybe they need a gravel division. I'm doing gravel. We there are you go. gravel. It's happening. So, uh, in fact, write this name down. Uh, Ann Donnelly. Uh, uh, just she is a new member to our team this year and she just did the Belgium waffle yeah. uh, race out in uh, San Diego. So she uh, loves to send me photos of the dirt. So we <laughs> are all uh, we are all into dirt now, too. And I, for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I'll, I'll kick into kind of this part of the story uh, about gravel. Um, my first gravel experience was in Kansas, uh, and my son, uh, Craig Henwood, lived in Kansas. What took him there to the Kansas gravel uh, was that he uh, was an Air Force kid and uh, got a job with the FAA as an air traffic controller and was offered a job at, in Kansas City. So he lived in Olathe immediately had a cycling community because that's how he was raised, okay? We raised an unbelievable cyclist. So obviously Steve Johnson's influence on my son was paramount. Um, and uh, Craig, you know, I mean, Steve is, you know, just always so dedicated to our family in every way. Um, and uh, he really helped develop a phenomenal bike racer. But uh, the, the bigger story is the heart that he had for people. And just that contagious thing that we just experienced where we all went, I'm in. And like, oh, my God, yes. It happened with him uh, habitually, right? People just swarmed to him. So um, he started cycling uh, at age, I, well, actually, I'll, I'll say this for any mom who listens in. This is a magical sport to share with your kids. I don't care if it's mountain biking, gravel, whatever it is, it's a wonderful sport to share. And uh, that's what Craig and I discovered. Um, it, it's, how, it's how I raised him. It's how I kept him tired so he didn't get in trouble. <laughs> how old was he when he started cycling? 14. 14, okay. So I have unbelievable photos and like his first time up Independence Pass in Aspen, his first time up Maroon Bells, suffering like a little dog and then hands in the air at the finish. And uh, it's such a bonding thing. And, and we ended up, you fast forward to that, to uh, the years of, I actually left all sorts of cycling equipment at his home in Kansas. Luckily, uh, his family totally embraced, oh, yay, you know. Gammy's coming to race bikes with dad. And it became a thing in Kansas that people loved the fact that a mother and son were competing in the same race, obviously different divisions. Um, he, he just developed into uh, a monster of a time trialist. Uh, and if anybody wanted to draft, uh, that was the will they wanted. 
and he earned a nickname called Hemi. And that's because of his engine. So <laughs> you never heard his first name anymore. It was always, hey, Hemi, hey, Hemi. And uh, it, it's, it's such a cool thing because I think anytime you earn a cool nickname, it's a, it's a token of love and caring from your community. And, and so that's, that's what happened. That's, that's how the Hemi uh, legend started. Uh, but his real, uh, real claim to fame, I will tell you, he's a multiple state champion, uh, best all around racer, but his, his real, that, and he did that uh, on a couple of different teams. Uh, but what had happened, and this is really fun, just so core to this story, is that uh, in, uh, at the state time trial championships, Everybody was out warming up for a beautiful morning of bike racing. And it's a time trial. What could possibly go wrong, right? Individual, you don't have to worry about a criterium, shouldn't have any crashes. And a woman named Glenda Taylor, who I actually had competed against, was out warming up on her bike early in the morning. Beautiful Kansas day. And a truck hit her, ran over her, and killed her instantly. It was so devastating to the Kansas cycling community. Uh, when my son called me, he was sobbing. I mean, that's the thing about it is that you guys know that these are your friends. These are your family, the camaraderie, the memories, all of it, regardless of the age of anybody, um, all of it is part of the culture that becomes part of your own life. And so they live, you know, within you and these experiences. And uh, my son called me absolutely sobbing. He was, he was devastated, devastated, as were many, everybody, everybody in cycling, cycling in Kansas, everybody. So it was about, I think it, I, I, I remember it as being about two weeks later, he called me and he said, mama, I couldn't sleep all night. I have an idea. I want to start a whole new team and call it Three Feet Cycling to be advocates for driver education, safety protocols for both riders and drivers and, and make a statement uh, for safety and put a team together. Well, he even already had sketched out the logo. And so, of course, I made phone calls. We, you know, we helped him get team sponsors. He, he was so charismatic. Nobody could say no to him in the community. Uh, and boom, Three Feet Cycling was born. Um, it, was, it was absolutely tremendous. So I would go out and ride with the team. Steve and I have their full kits on really special rides. That's what we choose to race in or ride in. And um, it just, it, it just grew and grew. Now, now let's get back to just that conversation about safety. You bet shit can happen at gravel, right? It can. But as you know, what's predominantly mechanicals, really messed up derailers, <laughs> um, you know, but you, you really rarely have a horror, a terrible accident. Um, so what happened is the Kansas community, you think about 
the endless roads of gravel in Kansas. That's a beautiful thing to be to to really, you know, experience as you guys know. I mean, you can ride and ride and ride. So my very first gravel ride was in Kansas with Craig and his team. And he borrowed a bike for me, got on it, and we're going across this god awful terrain. And he, he even he shot a quick picture and he goes, he called me She-Ra, which is Princess of Power. That's just for, you know, just really cute. So he's like, She-Ra, how do you like gravel? And I was like, this effing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, a friend, there's a friend of mine out there. And uh, she told me, I leaned over to her and said, how long do you guys do this for? I mean, like, how long? Where's the pavement? Is this the way it's going to be the whole time? She looked at me and she said, yes, Christine, this is the way it is. So, um, but we ended up at a bar. And, <laughs> and you're like, this is the way we get you. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's some cool. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I started to get it. And, uh, and so that was a, 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 that's a wonderful memory. So the whole team, the whole community, it's amazing how this gravitation has, migration is really a, the word, migration and growth. I mean, gravel is exploding. And to come back after that experience in Kansas, talk to my team and go, guys, we, we gotta get into this gravel thing. And um, then to discover what literally surrounds Steve and I, yeah. yeah. All my friends, I mean, you can't believe how many times we get a group at our house and then we are headed east. And when I get all the way out there, I'm like, I could ride all the way to Kansas on these roads. And I honest to God think you could. Yeah. Uh, it is just endless. And let's get back to the word safety. We can count um, to get to the, it's only two miles to get to the, to the uh, road where we can head straight east and it's endless roads. And you can usually count the number of cars that pass you on one hand, right? Yeah. And, and you can see their dust coming. If it's like, you're like, oh, I got a heads up, they're coming. I either hear the wheels rolling or I can see the dust coming. It's not like all of a sudden there's a car right. right. And cover up your mouth and nose so you don't completely, you know, clog your breathing passages. Uh, but so, I mean, it just, it just happened naturally. Uh, for all of us. So anyway, the, you know, th there are things in life. Um, I don't even, I don't even know how to tell you uh, the devastation, not just to us as a family, but the cycling community in Kansas to ever even be able to conceive the notion. And frankly, I still can't. And I hope I never do. I hope, I hope I never do. I hope it becomes inconceivable forever because it just, um, it just shouldn't, it just is, it's just a freak thing. Um, Craig and his team were headed out to rage against the chain ring, which is a uh, promotion of, uh, a pr I mean, a great, great, great legendary race um, promoted by Josh Sears in Kansas as well as Mark uh, Moner. Um, they, it, 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 it's 
anybody can Google this race and you should go do it. It's a uh, series, I think, of three, if I remember right. And they do an unbelievable job of this race. So the one thing about Craig and I is we would talk all the way to a race and then talk after a race. And he was such a cheerleader and such a cheerleader and champion for both Steve and I um, in, in every way. Um, so I had talked to Craig uh, the night before when they were driving out uh, to Rage Against the Chain Ring. And I said, okay, call me when you're done tomorrow. And uh, that I never got that call. And I got a lot of other calls. Uh, one, I, I had been in the garage actually organizing tennis rackets and came in and I had, oh my gosh, probably eight missed calls from 913 zip code, I mean, area codes. Uh, and it was all, please call. And I look and it's his team calling me. And it's the most sickening mm -hmm. experience you'll ever get. So that, you know, that he, he, you know, we lost, we lost our son in, in Rage Against the Chain Ring, uh, March 9th in 2019. So the recovery from that, um, you, you, you actually think it's going to kill you. You're pretty sure it's going to, uh, that there is no recovery. And then, um, like I told you, the pivot points in the beginning, they're very tiny uh, that you hold on to. Um, it all comes back to the very same words that we started this conversation about, which are community, friendships, memories, um, the bonding, the enthusiasm, the contagious spirit. Uh, I can promise you that we were completely embraced and supported my team, my team sponsors. Nobody knows the right thing to do. Yeah. It's just that they just do. And for, uh, for us, uh, it for sure took a lot of time. And then uh, in 2019, uh, Josh Sears called me. Now you can imagine, and so, and so Christy, imagine losing a life in your race. Yeah. It's unthinkable as a race promoter. Um, and so these guys really suffered that loss. Uh, the experience for them, I wasn't there, but I know their hearts and I know that it was devastating for them. Um, so they called and said, Christine, we really want to start a race in Craig's honor. And I was just blown away because what an honor. I can tell you there'll never be a Chris Johnson tennis tournament. It doesn't matter that that's been my career for 30 years, right? They, the esteem that they have for him um, is timeless. Uh, they love, people still suffer. And yet they want to make a difference in cycling on his behalf and in his memory. And that means the world to me. And uh, we have so much support to do that. So in 2019, the first Hemi, the Hemi, is the name of the, rest, the race. Now, what I love about it is that, and Nicola and I talked about this for a long time, um, and Josh, 
just about the magnitude of winning the Hemi. That's pretty cool because everybody knows the Hemi is an engine, right? So if you win it or you place in it, um, I think it's a pretty strong statement uh, for the name of that race. And so we think it's really cool. And we also believe it's sustainable. Uh, we just need people to know about it and come out and experience it in the city of Mulvane. Um, sad, and we, I will tell you this, we went, oh my God, that's the muddiest I've ever been. I couldn't even unbraid my, my hair. It was caked kind of into one piece <laughs> without water. Um, but we had, we had an absolute ball and these guys know how to run uh, a tremendous uh, event. The one thing uh, that was important to me was that it uh, be an, a not-for-profit and that the proceeds go to junior development. And so for 2021, we want to have uh, a focus on juniors um, because kids matter. And also back to the whole three feet cycling, um, this is really a, a cool way uh, to introduce kids to, to cycling. I mean, take your kids out on gravel roads. Don't worry so much. You know, traffic has become worse and worse. Gravel is the go-to. Um, and I think it certainly has uh, a lot of appeal to families uh, because gravel can be a big equalizer in speed as well, right? Speed, ability, uh, just a great time. So I, I just um, wanted to really have this as a message of appreciation and gratitude, um, certainly for uh, Josh Sears, for uh, his inspiration to name a race after our son and his whole team for the effort that they put in on everything social media for all of Kansas cycling. Um, they will come out, they will be there, they will ride, they will race for my team, uh, who I have members from the team that are going. I was able to speak to a group from Colorado Springs, and some of those guys are going to make the trip. Um, and it, it, like you, you know, Christy, I mean, you run, you know, the big dog, and it takes a great experience for people. And we're, I know everyone is very committed to making it a phenomenal experience. One thing I have told everything that I, everybody that I want to do is uh, take away the sadness if possible. Mm -hmm. um, we aren't using the word memorial in the logos uh, this year. We're going to do some really cool prizes and really cool logo things and it will simply be the Hemi. And I think that's enough said. I, I want it to always be a celebration, not, uh, not more mourning. Um, I think that's really important when I talk about uh, pivots for everybody. And um, in particular, Nicola, you know, Josh and Mark and my husband, Steve. I mean, uh, everybody is enthused about this. Um, sponsors, I cannot help but say that Envy Wheels, I mean, these guys are like family to me, um, and uh, they're really stepping up 
uh, and both SRM and Rotor, and we'll, we'll take more. There's more announcements coming that's not letting me tell you about. <laughs> we'll have to stay tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. When is the, when is the event, Chris? Um, thank you. It is October 2nd in uh, Mulvane, Kansas. And uh, they do, oh man, they do a great party the night before. They had a live band last year. They have a beer garden, uh, food trucks. And uh, it's just really uh, taking this up to a whole nother level. And then also with Nicola Cranmer's Foundation for uh, Junior Development for the girls. Um, that's the uh, beneficiary of this event. And we really want to support that for the future of cycling uh, and in particularly for females, because going back to Glenda Taylor, mm -hmm. woman, she lost her life. My son and yeah. her, we want to champion women. I want to encourage any parent who listens to this. I will tell you this, every single pedal stroke that my son and I shared, that my husband and my son and I and our whole community, even USA Cycling, he was on so many different rides and events with the team there. Everybody knew him. And you cannot regret uh, or you diminish the memories. You can't mourn it so badly that you can't remember. And I remember every second, I'm grateful to be able to. And I would just encourage people, this is a great thing to do with your family. It's phenomenal. Oh, and there's one more highlight. Because of COVID, we actually have a 10-year-old grandson. And our daughter needed help uh, because of COVID because she, he, he was home. So I said, well, give him to us because we're home too. And now uh, he's now done two races. Uh, we have a heck of a little rider in the family. <laughs> about, I'd say three inches this year. And uh, he is addicted to cycling. And that was priceless. His name is Cade, K-A-D-E. And for us, it is absolutely, absolutely a priceless experience. I, I take him on the same trails, same courses with as, as Craig has ridden. And the last time he was here two weeks ago, his total mileage in three days, it's a lot for a 10 year old, 29 miles of heavy duty. So I'm not easy on him. I'm like, <laughs> try it again, try it again. You can do it. <laughs> I love that. Do you ever get out the tennis rackets or do you just stick to the bike at this point? No, right? So there's oh, there we go. Just pull the tennis racket out. <laughs> I love it. I, know, I, I wonder like, oh, how do you do that and get tennis done? But uh, <laughs> you could well, buy, you could in a new sport, bike tennis. Yeah. <laughs> That's a I was going to say, you look like a cyclist, but I can also very much see a tennis player in that face. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a tennis player and um but i'm i'm for sure and and you know it all of us you have these um you have an era in your life this was this era and that all part of the journey so have loved my you know i still work for tennis and uh still take care of seven states so uh it's it's 
it's awesome, but it balances really well. I'll give you an example. Uh, if I go to work uh, and see accounts in Utah, I'm on my bike going up to Snowbird with Joe from DNA. If I nice, money, right? So yeah, that's a good guy. Up. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, but honestly, I mean, I, I just appreciate your time so much, and uh, welcome to DNA Masters team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really appreciate you sharing the story. And like, I, I was just, too. I mean, I don't know if you could tell I was getting really teary because I lost a friend in 2019. And um, like we, um, because of 2020, we didn't get to do, like we had planned a memorial run and we, but we did some things like virtual things. And it meant so much to our community because like when you lose somebody in your sporting community, it's so hard and that's the best way to celebrate them. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. So, oh, and- no. You know, it's a great story, even with, with the, not (laughs) great story. Wow. Um, you know, Glenda Taylor was an amazing human and, and losing her and, and seeing the establishment of the three feet cycling that came out of that was, was exactly the right response. Um, and just, you know, just the same with, with, um, Josh setting up the Hemi, it's another, it's the right response in the gravel cycling community. Um, because we all, I think, largely we are here to celebrate life and to enjoy community and, and grow the sport and support each other. And, and um, it's, it's a great way to do it. Um, I'm hoping people sign up. Um, I'm sure we'll link this event in the bio so that people can, can oh. go directly to that. Um, and hopefully I, I get to make it down there for this year. So I'd love it. That would mean the world. What? I get you a kid. <laughs> You're on the team, Christy. I, you signed up for this. Do I get to race masters at, at the Hemi in my DNA cycling kit? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. Dang yes. it. You, Chris, you're going to make me train for something. <laughs> and then you're going to play in a tennis tournament afterwards. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I so wanted to be a tennis player when I was growing up. But you did? Me oh, too. yeah. I have terrible hand-eye coordination, and I would always hit the tennis ball like out off the courts over the fence well anything with a ball is bad news for me uh two tennis players former tennis players on the dna masters team but i promise you they get a racket (laughs) so they're always like when are we gonna play tennis i'm like uh anytime (laughs) nice right to the tennis courts we'll play tennis we'll get back on the bike put them in a backpack we're good to go awesome Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking time with us today. Oh, you guys. Um, Thank you so much for letting me talk. I I, I appreciate the lead in time because it is obviously it's it's emotional, but I really in my head and heart, he is with me all the time. And in my head and heart, I knew that this would make him so flipping happy. Right. And it makes me happy. So, you know, I, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank Nicola enough and Josh and Mark and, you know, DNA, everybody. Um, I love this community with all my heart. So anyway, um, we will be in touch about your training. <laughs> and Chris, if, if people want to get in touch with you or have questions about DNA cycling or the race, is there, are you on social media or is there a good way for them to connect with you? Absolutely. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, so I, I kind of go under KJ Colorado. Okay. KJ Colorado. I 
love meeting you guys. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So much Thank fun. You. Uh, now I want us to go have dinner. But... <laughs> maybe soon, maybe soon. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.